Thanks for tuning in to another episode of Odd with Aubrey. In the show, I'll be collecting weirdos and telling their stories. Since I'm currently traveling, I'll be putting out a podcast about once every two weeks. You can find the show on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Google Play. If you'd like to get in touch with questions, ideas, or maybe you'd like to talk to me yourself, you can shoot me a message at oddwithaubrey at gmail.com, or you can tweet me or send a message on Instagram at Aubrey Bracco with no E in my first name. And you can always go to oddwithaubrey.com for extra bonus content. I'm excited for you guys to meet my guest today. Her name is Sarah Jean Greaves. I know her as SJ, but she also has another name, and that is Delilah Doom. She's a professional wrestler, and I think you'll enjoy getting to know how this tenacious little girl from Massachusetts got into the ring. So let's give her a call, and then a little bit later, I'll continue my speed dating with the one and only Andrea Belke. Let's call SJ up. SJ, welcome to the show. I'm so happy to have you on Odd with Aubrey. Just to give people a background, we knew each other when we both lived in Salem, Massachusetts, and we went our separate ways, but I've heard you're up to some pretty cool stuff these days. So welcome to the show. Well, thank you for having me. I am so excited. (laughs) It's so good to hear your voice. (laughs) I miss you. Oh, my God. It's been a long time. It has been. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> when did you move out of Salem? You were there longer than I was. Um, I moved out in 2013. Okay, so a year yeah. after me. Yeah. 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 Good yeah, old Salem. I miss it. Can you tell us a little bit about who you are, where you're from, where you live now, and what you do that makes you unique, which is the reason I have you on the show? Oh, goodness. Um, well, my name is Sarah Jean, or SJ, and I lived in Massachusetts for... Uh, the majority of my life, and when I turned 25, I packed my car up, moved to Texas, and I am now a professional wrestler. A professional wrestler. I knew you when you worked in the Gulu Gulu Cafe (laughs) in Salem, (laughs) and most people would not think that the bubbly, personality-filled SJ would be in the ring. So how (laughs) did that come about? Well, I've loved wrestling ever since I was about eight years old. And as a little girl, I used to tell myself all the time when I grow up, I'm going to be a wrestler. I'm going to be a wrestler. And, you know, life happens. And, you know, I, my parents wanted me to go to college, not go to wrestling school. So my, my dream kind of got put on the back burner. And it's one of those things where, you know, people would ask me, and I would tell them, they'd laugh at me or be like, oh, huh, that's funny. You know, good joke. Um, but when, after I moved to Texas, my first week living in Austin, I attended an independent wrestling show, and it was a, an all-female show, and it just re, relit that fire, that passion that I had in myself, and so I, I talked to some people, and I was like, I, I've been wanting to do this since I was eight years old. You know, where do I go? How do I, how do I start my journey? What was it when you were a kid? Was there a particular wrestler? What are your memories as a kid of wrestling? For me, uh, it's just the, the seeing these larger-than-life characters, um, the athleticism, the storylines, uh, it's just, you know, a huge, I, I've always been into theater and I've always been into um, sports. So it's just kind of right. the combination, the combination of the two into one whole package, but getting to play, you know, a character or something, you know, bigger than yourself, it just, it just grabbed me as a kid and just stuck with me. Is there a wrestler who is your inspiration? Um, as a younger girl, uh, Molly Holly, uh, Lundra Blaze. 
Um, and you know, as I've, as an adult now, when I watch wrestling, I watch it in a totally different perspective. You know, I watch it to study. Um, I look up to people like William Regal, Eddie Guerrero, Dean Malenko. Those are some of my favorites. Just really good, uh, really good wrestlers, really good characters. And can you tell us who your, uh, who your wrestling persona (laughs) is? I don't know the right way to say it. Is it persona? Is it, what do you call Um, it? Uh, so I guess my, my gimmick, we call it like a gimmick, I guess, my character. I don't know. I, uh, I, I'm Delilah Doom and yes. I am an 80s, uh, mall goer aerobic instructor. So all things 80s, Richard Simmons, pretty much. That's, I, I'm Richard Simmons, but in the female form. That's amazing. <laughs> and how I did love- you, how did you settle on that? It's, um, during training, I just used to wear you know, leg warmers. I, I love the '80s culture. It's one of my my favorite decades. Um, it is, and the best. <laughs> it really it's so good. The neon colors, the music, the everything, the big hair. Uh, one of my uh, people that I was training with made a comment like, "Oh, you you wear leg warmers? Like you should get something like '80s ish." And it just clicked. You know, I, I pretty much I I'm, I play myself. I'm just I turn it up. You know, like a thousand degrees. Right, right. It's, that it's makes me. sense. It's, yeah. So just extra, extra loud and bright and out there. So it was just meant to be. I think so. <laughs> it's been the only, the only character that I've, or the only gimmick that I've had. In, um, I've been wrestling for four years now. So, wow. yeah. <laughs> now, are there leagues? Like, how does it work in Texas? And is Texas a hotbed for this kind of thing? It's, it's hard to explain. It's kind of like, you know, baseball, I guess. So throughout the whole country, there's a whole bunch of independent promotions um, that run shows. So Texas right now is is very, very hot in wrestling. Um, but yeah, you know, we, you start off wrestling in the independents, and then depending on what your goal is, or you know, we like it's all personal. Like for me, my end goal would be to make it to the WWE, but can still make a, a living out of wrestling if you don't make it that far. You know, like. Is wrestling's huge in Japan, um, Europe. If you don't make it to WWE, it's it's not the end all be all. You can still make a living off of wrestling. So it's like an independent kind of league. Yeah, that's I guess okay. that's the best way to to explain it. Yeah, because I was asking you before this call certain <laughs> things, and I don't have like the vocab right, so it's not called competing. No, so no, we just um, cause, I mean it's it's entertaining entertainment so uh you know i wrestle guys um girls bigger than me smaller than me uh you know we 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 put on matches to entertain the crowd we tell a story in our in our little however long you get but yeah (laughs) yeah how do you even how do you train for that like what's a day in the life of sj when it comes to managing this wrestling career. I mean, I don't even know anything about it. I don't think any of our listeners probably do it. So even the things that seem simple to you are very intriguing to the rest of us. If you if you decide to be a professional wrestler, what you should do and what most people do, which what I did, you, you find a wrestling school. I started in Austin. I started off at uh, AAPW in Austin, Texas. I trained there for uh, about eight months with a gentleman named George De La Isla, known as Mr. Mexico. Uh, he was okay. a former former wrestler. And then I, w- I switched over to 
to train with who I now train with, which is who is Finaki. He was in the WWE. Um, he still works for them. So for a year and a half, I was driving Austin, Texas to San Antonio six days a week. How far is that? Uh, well, since we trained in the morning, I had to leave around 6 a.m. to get to the dojo uh, by 9.30. So I would... Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I'd wake up, um, so training would start at 10.30, but I would meet up with Funaki an hour before dojo, and him him and I would work out together. So I'd wake up, do that. It, depending on sometimes, it didn't take that long, but traffic is well, it's just terrible. So almost three hours to get to where I needed to be, work out, and then, you know, we do our in-ring training. All wrestling schools are different, but, you know, you usually you learn your basics. You know, it's, it's like, you know, it is like it's a mixture of amateur wrestling, of jiu-jitsu, of judo. It's, um, okay. you, you, learn, you learn how to actually wrestle, but also how to make it so it's professional wrestling. It's hard to explain. <laughs> right. And it's, is there a choreography? Our mat, when you put a match together, I, that's, I guess that's how you could say, you know, we put a match together kind of. Chore- I can't what's the word choreography. It's, that word is ridiculously hard to say. Choreography. Yeah. But you put the match together, okay? Yeah, but like in training, you know, we learn we learn how to fall. Um, it's called taking a bump. So you learn how to fall and how to protect yourself. You know, you learn um, basic wrestling moves like headlock, wrist lock, takedowns. You learn how to run the ropes. You know, and then ah. usually once. You, once you have your, your foundation, that's when you can start building and start learning like the cool, you know, the cool stuff, you know, the big moves, the cool little fancy, um, things, but yeah. I saw an Instagram of you hopping up and down on ropes, like b- bird hopping <laughs> on the power lines. Like it was no problem. <laughs> uh, it's hard, but, um, yeah, you just, you know, you never stop learning. Uh, you know, I, I try to train at least uh, two, three times a week. Still, I do seminars. It's just you're 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 always you're always honing your craft. You always want to learn more. You can always get better. Now, do you do anything else, um, job wise, or is wrestling your full time focus? I am a I'm a bartender on the side. I mean, my my goal is to just wrestle. So I am I'm slowly trying to make that a reality where. I am just wrestling, and that's how I make my income. Yeah, I think you're going to get there. You've been pretty dedicated to this. I'm always like, what is she doing now? What bruise does she have now? Any uh, major injuries you've had as a result of training or at a show? Luckily, nothing like, that has taken me out, like nothing too serious, but I've, I've been dropped on my head a couple of times, so you know, I've, I've had a few stingers on my neck. I've had... um. Uh, bruised ribs. That's an ongoing thing I deal with. I broke my foot. Oh, that sounds awful. I've messed up my nose a couple of times. <laughs> but like I said, knock on wood, nothing, nothing totally, like, nothing has taken me out for a long time. So knock on wood right now. <laughs> yeah, I but, wonder yeah. what your mother thinks of that with your nose. <laughs> Oof, my mom actually came and she surprised me um, uh, in Chicago. Uh, in last what, what, what month are we in? We're in, it's We're in August? August. Okay. Yes, yes. She came and surprised me in July. I made my debut for a wrestling promotion that I've been wanting to work for. 
So her and my aunt Exciting. flew out to come see me. So that was cool. But the whole time she's like <laughs> freaking out and calling me by my real name. <laughs> you know, being a mom. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I can imagine. I mean, I'm sure you've gotten this analogy before, but I, it kind of sounds like Ellen Page and Whippet a little bit. Oh, but for <laughs> wrestling. Yes. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I hear that every day. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I mean, my parents are supportive, so. That's awesome. Yeah. You really, so it's crazy that like you were eight and you knew that's what you wanted to do. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just love it so much. Now, how many matches have you been in or do you keep track of that kind of thing? How does that um, work? I, I, I used to keep track and then I lost my notebook. Um, I was listening to somebody about this. I think, I, I know I've had over, I think over a hundred. Wow. Now, what are some of the biggest ones you've done? I know some, one of them was televised on a major network. I remember that happened. What was that? <laughs> so I, um, I got to uh, work for the WWE. Um, I came in and, and worked with Nia Jax. So um, I was an, an enhancement talent. So that was really, really cool. I cut a, a live promo on live TV, which was probably the scariest thing I've ever done. I can't um, imagine. Yeah. <laughs> but it was, uh, it was an amazing opportunity. I'm so great. It just standing in a WWE ring with the right. biggest crowd I've ever been in front of. I just kind of stood there for a moment and, and took it all in and just was like, yep, this, this is what I want to do. It just, it made me, it made me more motivated. It made me want to work harder because that's where I want to be. Right. Where do you draw where do you draw your inspiration from on the daily basis to kind of keep this dream alive? Because I know a lot of people who have kind of started on a dream and they they give up or it's just too much to manage with another job. But what what keeps you kind of fueled? I just I just love wrestling so much and I just I don't wanna let down the eight year old me. Like this is I, I don't love doing anything as much as I love being in the ring and, and wrestling in front of people. And, um, you know, it's like any other business people want, don't want to see you succeed. So that's another motivating factor is just, I know people out there mm. want me to, want me to fail and I just won't let that happen. Wow. That's a really amazing, that's an important attitude to have. And that's not always easy. I mean, it's, I have my ups and downs and like everybody has it, you know, a day where they just don't want to do anything that, you know, they just want to stay in bed and, you know, I have those days, but you know, I just have to get up and just remind myself, well, why am I doing this? So right. get my butt out of bed and just just get back to the grind. Now, is a community very close-knit around wrestling? What Can you tell us a little bit about that? Like, who are what are these people like when they're uh, not in the ring? <laughs> what kind of people are they? Do they do all kinds of things? What's the deal? Uh, wrestling brings in a whole array of people from different backgrounds. It's really... It's really cool. I've met so many amazing people through wrestling, you know, and we're, it's like one big family where you might not like somebody, but you love them. It's, everyone has each other's back. It's, it's, a, it's a crazy business. It's like, you have to be crazy to be a wrestler. You really do. <laughs> I understand that from Survivor. They're all nuts, but they are my family members yes. at this point. Right. Beautiful. Any common misconceptions about wrestling that people have when they try to talk to you about it? One of them is probably calling it a competition. Oh, <laughs> no, I'd rather that than, uh, I mean, you get the standard, oh, the, you do the fake stuff. The fake stuff. Like you're actually doing that stuff. <laughs> I don't know. And that's just, I, that's why I don't, I don't know. When people 
random people like at, at my job, if people overhear them a wrestler, they want to talk to me about it, but they always want to kind of demean it and just like, oh, it's the, the fake stuff, the dumb, the dumb wrestling, not the real stuff. It's like, it, I don't know, it's kind of insulting, you know, because every day we put our bodies on the line to entertain people. And yeah, you know, we're not in a cage um, punching people in the face to knock them out, but you know, what we do is, is very real. I understand that. When I've been on Survivor, I get questioned all the time, is it real? Like, do you <laughs> sleep in tents? No, I don't sleep in tents. Are they giving you food? No, I'm not getting food that you don't see unless, like, if I win it on a reward, I get it. But, and then I end up, this time, the show was on, I ended up showing people a picture of me on day one and a picture of me on day 21 because I look oh. like I've been starving for six months. And it is. It's a little insulting. It's real. Yeah. And I understand where you're coming from on that so yeah. much. But I mean, you know, it is what it is. That's just, I yes. think, the, the number one, uh, you know, first thing that comes out of a lot of people's um, mouths when they want to ask about wrestling. Oh, the fake Absolutely. Stuff. Yeah, I'm sure they don't know it takes that much, ex- like, that much training to do. Yeah. Yeah. I feel ya. <laughs> So what do you do when you're not when you're not wrestling um, and not bartending? How, how what's Texas like? Give me a rundown after Salem. What's it like? I miss the East Coast a lot. I miss having water and seasons. Uh, it's just so, so hot down here that I, I used to you know I like going outside and whatnot, but in Texas it's so hard to be outside for a elongated amount of time because you just right. sweat. But I mean I do I just work out a lot. Um, I eat. <laughs> I eat a lot. <laughs> Do you have a special know. diet for wrestling? Um, I mean, no. I, I work out like CrossFit type workouts, and I lift heavy weights, so I don't really. I like. I just eat a lot of food and protein, and I'm trying to gain ten pounds. So, and it's probably a pain <laughs> to do when you're working out that much. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, I'm trying to gain it in muscle, but everyone's trying to. Everyone's like, "Oh, you're gaining weight." I'm like, trying to. I just want, I want to be jacked. It's amazing to me though. You really so you do CrossFit kind of stuff. How much like how much do you lift? You like you are a little girl. When I put up photos, people are not going to believe like how in shape you my, are. My 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 lifts aren't that impressive yet. Um, I so I've I got a personal trainer a couple months ago. So like I go to the gym and then uh, three days a week I work with him. We work on um uh like the CrossFit like heavy um lifts and um stupid crazy like cardio drills but um let's see right now i'm benching 115 which is not good at all i'm trying to get that way up i squat 215 and i can deadlift 235 whoa that sounds pretty good to me Uh, (laughs) in the scheme of i don't know i wish there were higher numbers but i'm i'm working really hard one day hopefully those numbers will be doubled I'm sure they will. You, you don't give up. Maybe it's because you're never satisfied. That's why you keep pushing forward. <laughs> yeah, that too. That's, yeah. <sighs> now, is, is there amateur and pros or is it just pro? How does that work? Um, I mean, because we're, we don't do high, uh, like college or high school uh, collegiate wrestling, it's not, we don't use the term amateur, if that makes sense. Yeah, you know, because okay. like what the business that we that we're in is just is professional wrestling. No, it's good. You're giving me the I have no <laughs> clue. I don't know how any of this works. It probably is super normal to you. It's questions people have all the time. It's you know, it's a whole different. It's a whole different world. It really is. 
It really is. And how far do you travel? Like, what's the furthest you've traveled to compete? Um, dry, Sorry, not compete. To wrestle? <laughs> to wrestle. Uh, what's the furthest you've gone to wrestle? Um, Driving-wise, uh, 14 hours. That's a trek. People, I've been, you know, starting to get my name out there, out there more, so... I've been um, I've been flying to, to California a lot. I've been I'm in I'm living a lot now in California, the LA San Diego area and um, in Chicago. So I guess Texas, Chicago, and Cali are my main states. So I'm looking you know I'm always looking to get out of Texas. So I really want to start wrestling more on the East Coast. So that's a goal of mine that I'm trying to make happen. So that and the WWE, you will get there. Yes. One day, that's and, if that, and if that doesn't happen, then hopefully I would. I want definitely Japan is on my on my bucket list. Japan and um in Europe, we'll see. Yeah, what are the scenes like there? What are the scenes like there? Are they as big, or are they bigger oh, yeah. than oh. here? Japan wrestling is a is a well respected sport. It's it's a it's it's amazing. If you if you get invited to wrestle in Japan, it's like an honor. So, oh really? I just huh. I really want to experience it. Uh, the training there is is. So it's so much harder than it is here. There, it's now. How do you get an invite? How do you to something like that? How does uh, it work? It'll, it 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 all varies. Sometimes it's if you know somebody, right? You know, Networking. Sometimes it's sometimes you just have to take the risk and and take yourself there, um, or you know you have to get a you know a big enough um, oomph behind your name that people want to bring you in. So. It's, it's, it all just depends. Interesting. Yeah. I would imagine it's a lot of networking kind of thing. Yeah. Like social media is, is very, is very good for it. It's, it's, I don't use it as much as I should. But. Oh, I see. I think you're on there. I think you do a great job. Like for me, oh. I'm, I don't even, call, I call you Delilah Doom. If I'm like, if I go to Salem and see Bill, I'm like, how's Delilah? And he says, who? Oh. And I have to say, oh, Bill. SJ, I know Bill is the best. Hey, Salem could use a wrestling uh, cohort or whatever the word is. One day. Can you imagine? You could go back to Salem and do that. That'd be great. That'd be really cool. I went, I visited home. I visited a couple months ago, I think January or or February. And it was just, I went to the glue and it was weird. (laughs) Very different. But I went back I and like, I was like, wait, what? Who are these people? What are you doing here? <laughs> Where know. are my people? Where are my people? Oh, the good old days. The good old days in Salem. But I did have Bill on the podcast and he talked about Salem. What a cool place to be from. I know, right? It's just, <sighs> you can't even describe it to anybody else. <sighs> I know. Someday, SJ. Someday. <laughs> And if people want to get in touch with you, Delilah Doom, how can they follow you or where can they learn about what the latest is with you? Um, I'm on all social media platforms. So you can find me on Instagram at Delilah underscore Doom, where the O's are zeros. I'm on Twitter, the same thing, Delilah underscore Doom, just spelled as it is. Um, And uh, if you want to pick up some merchandise, I have a pro wrestling tea store. You know what a maneuver store. I'll I'll send those links over. Yeah, send me a send me a hello. 
<laughs> and I know there there are some Survivor fans that listen to this, and I know that a lot of Survivor fans are actually wrestling fans too. So I think it's really interesting. Players themselves and fans who I've gotten to know a little bit, and there is definitely a kind of cross interest in both. For some reason, I'm not entirely sure. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. Oh, I remember a question I had. I almost forgot. Like, how do you find your outfits? That was one thing I wanted to ask you. How do you cultivate this? I mean, you know when people dress as 80s and it looks like, okay, you're trying to dress as 80s. When you do it, you look exactly like you're from the 80s. You're so sweet. (laughs) You do, though. It's crazy because everyone always has like a bad costume for 80s parties, but yours are like dead on. Well, thank you. I, I, um... I don't know. I my first my first gear that I had, I, it was like an off the shoulder crop top with a skirt. So I just I don't know. I just have to, you know, because I do the aerobics thing. So I, I really I look up uh, old eighties aerobic outfits and you know kind of piece that with some of my old um, my favorite wrestlers from the eighties as well. And then a little mix of um, Gemma and the Hologram, a little Rainbow Bright, a little Punky Brewster. So a little bit of all oh my that. Gosh, Punky Brewster's the best. <laughs> That was my favorite. She is the best. Well, awesome. Go ahead. You go. No, no, sorry. I was just, I'm awkward. Sorry. No, you're not. What are you going to say? It's all good. Oh, oh, I was just going to say, I, uh, I was going to start wearing two different shoes for like homage to Punky Brewster, but then I thought people might think I was too weird. (laughs) Oh, like, cause she wore the two different color converse. Yeah. I was going to start doing that with my wrestling um, shoes, but I was like, eh, this might be a little weird. <laughs> oh, I think you could pull it off. <laughs> but, yeah, thank you so much for having me. Yeah, I'm so happy absolutely. to talk to you. <laughs> I hope you enjoyed getting to know SJ, also known as Delilah Doom, my quirky sister in crime. And now let's move on to Andrea. Just to remind you, I had decided that summer is the perfect time for dating. So I got some eHarmony questions to ask my Game Changer showmance. And we are in the middle of getting to know each other. So let's go tune into Andrea and ask away. Andrea, what what's one thing that can really make you laugh? You're pretty giggly, but like what's the one thing without fail, no matter what mood you're in, that someone can do? or it can happen to make you laugh? Uh, I think it just depends on the person and inside jokes that we have. Like someone that, like, like look, like my co-host, Jeremy, on my show for People, like we've been working together for two years. So we'll just do, it's just so stupid. Like even me repeating, it's not funny, but there's this thing we do where we just go, ha ha, what a guess. <laughs> it's become this whole it's become this whole thing where it's just hilarious. Like it's so stupid. It's so dumb. <laughs> I feel them even repeating it. But like inside jokes <laughs> like that yeah. kill me. Like it's just dumb things you have with people yeah. over time that aren't funny to anyone else <laughs> that I just love. So it just, yeah, I have those things with obviously all my friends, but stuff like that. That uh, that reminds me of when on Game Changers, Suri would say my name really funny. Do you remember this? She would go, Aubrey. 
<laughs> and then she had that stick yeah. like a walker, that stick. She would poke me with it. For some reason, that got me every time. Serene was really funny. She like, was. She would, like, 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 before she took me out, there were times that I would laugh at absolutely everything that she did. So, yeah, she was really funny. Um, but what about you, Aubrey? What makes you laugh? I would say the scene in Bridesmaids with the with when they're on the airplane every time. There's a colonial woman on the wing. She is churning butter. For some reason, I think that's the funniest thing that's ever happened. Bad movies. Bad I, comedies. I've never seen Bridesmaids. Is what? that the same movie? I know. I know. I'm surprisingly bad with movies. Uh, who... Wait, who's in that? Who was in that scene? Kristen Wiig, Maya Rudolph, and I think Rose Byrne is her name. Is that the scene, the same scene where she does, are you ready to party? That one? Yes. Yes, 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 yes. We're ready to party like the rest of them. Yeah, that one. (laughs) Okay, got it, got it, got it. That Kristen Wiig is hilarious. So I'll give you that. Who has been the biggest influence in your life? I mean, I guess I would say my mom. Like my mom is just a super strong woman and just such a good person. I know it's like very cliche to say, but I just, she's been like the one constant in my life who's always been super stable and someone that I could also consider one of my best friends. So yeah, I would say definitely my mom. I have a completely different path than my mother. Like she was married, had kids, did that whole thing. Was a great mom, great wife, all that. And I'm kind of in a phase where I don't even know if I'm going to ever settle down or if that's what I want. Definitely more career focused, but I don't know, I guess in terms of being a good person, definitely look after my mom. What about you? Uh, My mom and my dad, but for kind of different reasons. My mom for kind of her stability and the way she is able to kind of handle tough situations. Uh, My dad for being able to connect with a wide range of people and being a little uh, wacky in a delightful way. And my dad's mother, so my grandmother, for just kind of being a very strong woman. She was uh, the first woman of the year at the New York Daily News, and she helped the with the union drivers. She learned like Yiddish and all the different languages they spoke, and she would help organize the union truck drivers as a female in whenever it was like the 50s or 60s. So she was a tough cookie, and there's some crazy stories about her. That's yeah. amazing. I Oh, I also relate to that with my dad because he is the wacky one who's super social, and can connect with everyone. And I think I get that from my dad being like an extra extrovert. That is definitely my dad. So I think actually our moms and dads are actually kind of similar. Yes. The mom is kind of the stable force and the dad is the social butterfly. It's <laughs> like a wackadoo. Well, I just have to pause here. Your dad, Royal. Royal uh, Belky. Royal Belky, I was FaceTiming with Andrea in December, I think right before Christmas, and you were home in Wisconsin, and I FaceTimed you after dinner with my family, and our fathers got on FaceTime and had this conversation about their love of flashlights. (laughs) (laughs) That's what we get my dad every year for Christmas. Like, we get him socks and flashlights. Obviously, we try to get him more than that, but he legit just wants flashlights yeah and at the at the finale he pulled out a flashlight and right before he was about to go and he said Aubrey this is for your dad and he put it in my bag and it was a flashlight that flashed white and red 
Was it attached to, was it, was it something that you put on your hat? Yep, it was one you clipped onto your hat. Yes, he loves his hat flashlights. I know, I feel like he gave me like a sacred family heirloom, this red and white flashing flashlight in case I ever broke down my rental car on the 405 during the finale. <laughs> he had so much fun at the finale. Oh, your dad it was, was a hoot and a half. Yeah, you could, th- there could be a movie about the family members interacting at those things. Oh, sure. I know. I mean, my dad, my dad loved, you know, my dad loved this tie. Ty and Mark and their friends, like he hung out with them the entire time. He loved them. And he wasn't a big fan of Ty on the show. So it was just kind of funny that when he met Ty, he was like in love with him. So I thought that was so cute. Oh, I love that. Yeah, Ty really has the ability to connect with people quickly. A couple other people said that they met Ty and they were like, I, I, don't, I don't like when people like invade my space. But Ty came right up, put his hand on my chest and I was fine with it because it's Ty. That's the thing about Ty. If you, even if you didn't like him on the show, it's just impossible not to love him when you meet him in person because he's just the biggest sweetheart. No, he is the best. He is a sweetheart even when he's voting you out. <laughs> oh, let's not even, even go there. <laughs> I, even when he tells you that he's voting you out. Oh, man. Yeah, let's, oh, let's, man. that's what I had in my head. I was thinking about that. Anyway, moving on. Andrea, what are your pet peeves? Do you have any? I'm, well, I'm not big. I don't have a lot of pet peeves because I don't think I'm really annoyed by much, especially the small things. I just don't notice it when other people do things like that that are normally annoying to other people. But I obviously can't stand ignorant people. And I'm so shocked because even in 2017, there's been two guys I've talked to recently. One I went on one date with. The other one I think we've just been talking. And both of them used the phrase, that's so gay. And obviously, I mean, that's so stupid or whatever. Yeah. And I was so shocked and upset by this because, look, it's, it's 2017 and you're in New York. I mean, not saying, I mean, yeah, like we're obviously, you're obviously aware that that's not cool. And I had to explain, like, wait, why would you say that? Like, I get it in high school in what, like 2006 that kind of was a thing where all of my classmates would say that and you didn't really think about what you were saying. And then once you realize, oh, I'm actually using gay instead of stupid or whatever, and then you realize this is completely offensive and you completely just swiped it from your vocabulary or you swiped it from phrases that you would say. And I just can't believe that people would still say that phrase. So things like that, when people make comments that are sexist, or homophobic or transphobic or anything, I just get really upset. Something that does bother me is burping, like, like belching. Belching? Like loud belches. <laughs> I don't know why that bugs me. I think it bothers me when people burp close to your face and then it smells like food. Oh. That to me is so disgusting. Like I would take a, bur- I would take a fart over a burp. Really? Honestly, honestly, yes. Yes. There's something. Look, I don't want, I don't like farts either, but I just don't like burps. And especially when they smell like the food you just ate. And especially when people blow it in your face. I think that's the most disgusting thing ever. So that's a pet peeve of mine. I'll make sure to do that next time I see you. No, I'll, I will be so mad. (laughs) 
<laughs> Watch <laughs> out. You shouldn't have told me. I hate uh, I hate I hate scents that are designed to cover bad smells. So like Febreze, if it's dirty in the room and it smells bad, get to the root of that smell. Don't cover it up. That's the worst. Yeah. That's I know terrible. exactly what you mean. Because then you can smell like the lingering bad smell under it. <laughs> I am very insecure about my sense of smell because I think that my sense of smell is a lot weaker than most people. Really? So... Yeah, so when I'm in my apartment and I'm trying to smell, like, oh, does anything smell bad in the kitchen? I just, I can't really smell things as well as other people. So I get very insecure. So I do use a lot of Febreze. And I'm probably doing exactly what bothers you. <laughs> when you were at my apartment that one time, did you, did it smell? It did not smell. But when I want to know, when did you discover or have this theory that you have a bad sense of smell? It's just over the last couple of years, I've noticed every time someone will say, oh, that smells really good. Oh, that smells bad. I'll, I won't have no idea what they're talking about. And I can obviously smell. Like, you know, I was just talking about if someone burps and blows it in your face, of course I can smell that. Yes. I just think that, you know, some people are, can smell things very strongly. I just think that mine, you know, my sense of smell is a little weaker, which isn't a terrible thing. It's just then I get really nervous that I smell and I have no idea. Yeah, that could be scary because it's it's having a blind spot. That's never fun. What if my breath smells and I have no idea? So I ask people a lot just to make sure. So you blow in people's faces. You blow in people's faces just like you don't like <laughs> to find out if you have bad smell. Wow, Aubrey, you that was good. You're right. I'm completely, I'm, com- I'm a hypocrite. You're right. Yes, you are. That's a hypocrite. Let's uh let's move away from burps. <laughs> Ooh, looks like I may have gotten a little too honest with my date Andrea by calling her a hypocrite. Not a good look for me on a first date. See if I can recover next time on Odd with Aubrey. Thanks for tuning in. 